nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Do it, bro. Is there any way that can be taken off Twitter, that, that picture? No. Uh, this is Garage no. Logic Podcast. No. No. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 211, August 19, 2019. 97 degrees on this day in 1976 and 39 degrees on this day in 1967. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. New Holcomb cartoons, a oh. couple of them. New Holcomb cartoons oh, on boy. the uh, Garage Logic website as we continue to have America's only illustrated podcast because we have an artist in residence, Greg Holcomb. He'll be at the fair Thursday. Yes, he will. Because he's got a great deal going where you can win the chance mm-hmm. to participate with Holcomb in the creation of a cartoon. I love the one he did, the CP's recycling guy. Which was yeah. very good. And he said, uh, if I should go missing, look after my wife. He, he, <laughs> me, he means that he, he thinks the CP might uh, find that untoward. And I told him, I don't really care if she does. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Right. Uh, speaking of the fair, we should mention, uh, Rook, our friends at? Yes, Center of the American Experiment. Uh, they're going to be our sponsor next Thursday. So if you want to come out, uh, they will be uh, sponsoring that fr- Thursday podcast, and they are Minnesota's think tank. Go to AmericanExperiment.org, excuse me, AmericanExperiment.org, and learn how solar energy is actually harming the environment. That's right, harming the environment, thanks to Center of the American Experiment. We will be there Thursday, 1230 to 2, yep. and a week from Friday from 1230 to 2, Channel 5 building, doing Garage Logic Live. If you aren't able to make it out there, but we will be selling GL merchandise the entire run of the fair at our old location, which is now the Score North building. Okay, well, uh, I have an email regarding that from uh, Mark Reed mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Iowa. Uh, he wants to know, is that merchandise going to be available on the interwebs? Because he's not going to be able to get up to the fair. Eventually, yes. Currently, no. All right. The State Fair is your only outlet, but we, we are working on but doing But eventually, the, yes. We another are doing one, a Another one wanted store. to know, yeah. will, will there be GL uh, window clings? Uh, there will be Garage Logic window clings. Right. We haven't taken possession of those until but, Wednesday. But we will take possession of them in time mm-hmm. for the great Minnesota get-together. That's Boy, right. I sure hope so. And when you stepped outside this morning, that cool, crisp air said to me, Autumn and the State Fair... Yeah. Are on the doorstep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where has the summer gone? Yeah, I continue to wonder uh, what is Ilhan Omar wanting to go to Israel have to do with the fifth congressional district in Minnesota? <laughs> Thank you. Wondered that same thing as well. It's becoming more and more evident that uh, what is becoming more and more evident 
that she has some grandiose plans that apparently don't involve Minneapolis. Oh, heavens no. It's all a game. Omar and Rashida Tlaib uh, retweeted retweeted a, a cartoon showing Netanyahu covering Tlaib's mouth and Trump covering, Trump covering Omar's, implying that the lawmakers are being silenced. As it turned out, the artist behind the image, Carlos Latouf, has a well-documented history of anti-Semitism, including finishing second in the 2006 International Holocaust Cartoon Contest wow. hosted by Iran. Uh, looks like both Omar and Talib shared this awful Carlos Latouf cartoon in Instagram stories yesterday, meaning Sunday. In 2006, Latouf came in second in Iran's National International Holocaust Cartoon Contest, which is a thing that exists in case you thought that the uh, uh, TL couldn't get any worse. Wow. Uh, Batya Unger Sargon, an editor of the Jewish Daily Forward, noted on social media. Is that a ticketed event, you think? I wonder. The Washington Free Beacon uh, posted that showed what they did. Israel is not building gas chambers in the West Bank, but surely we can find some similarities between the treatment given to the Palestinians by the uh, and the Jews under Nazi rule. This is according to Latouf. Omar shared the image on Instagram, which uh, Talib first posted to her Instagram page with a message. Uh, the more they try to silence us, the more uh, they try to weaken us, the stronger we get, Talib wrote. Uh, this was clearly... Uh, I don't know how their anti-Semitism could become more painfully obvious. It's it's a dreadful situation. It's pretty bold. It, and today, again, I, I just keep asking myself, if you voted for this woman, what do you feel that you're being uh, adequately represented? Yeah, what's being accomplished? Uh, today, uh, Democratic U.S. reps Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib of Michigan are hosting a news conference on travel restrictions to Israel and Palestine. At the urging of President Trump, Israel denied entry to the two Muslim representatives over their support for the Palestinian-led boycott movement. The two are outspoken critics of Trump and of, and of Israel's treatment of Palestine, Palestinians. They were subjected to a series of tweets from uh, Trump last month in which he told them to go back to their broken countries. Both are U.S. citizens. Omar, Tlaib, and Minnesota residents who have been impacted by travel restrictions plan to speak about the issue Monday afternoon in St. Paul. And then later today, this is Monday, August 19, uh, Elizabeth Warren will be holding a town hall. Uh, but I, uh, people in the 5th Congressional District, what... what? You ain't getting your money's worth. I uh, went to Omar's Twitter account. Okay. Just for no reason at all, except except everything that I found there uh, corroborated my belief that she has nothing to do with the fifth congressional district. No, it's a, it's a bigger game to her. That this she's she fits the description of she wants to be important rather than useful. Well, but and I I wouldn't advise anyone to spend a great deal of time on her Twitter account. No, please don't. Yeah, uh, I do follow her. Yeah, I do not. I do. Well, have you ever have you ever come across anything that's germane to the people she represents? No, basically m the majority of her posts are something negative either about uh, President Trump 
or discrimination. It's not, hey, in the 5th District, we just solved... Uh, we just, we're just we building a new library right, on right. Uh, 14th Avenue South. I don't see that. No, there's nothing like that. The, but it all might not matter because, in the case of Omar anyway, because of the new airport security, she might not be able to get there anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a, there's a, the right. quite a bit of problem there. <laughs> the guy was bit. in line for two hours. See you on that. You want a great note on uh, Garage Wood? The yeah. guy uh, sent me, an e- uh, Jesse, sent, uh, Jesse Volbrecht sent me a, a long email about his grandfather's garage wood. Oh, cool. Mm. Uh, I won't read the first, I'll read you the where he stumbles across the wood. He he wasn't, uh, he had to wait his turn before he got to pick through grandpa's stuff. Sure. Because he wasn't a sibling, he's married into the family. All right. And so uh, by the time he was got the green light, uh, he still found some neat stuff. But I'll pick it up, uh, I'll pick up where he writes... Uh, as I work my way through methodically looking for those things I've considered buying but never had a big enough reason, I get to a shelf holding various metal stock. Not being a welder and being hard-pressed to find much use for raw metal, I start to slowly shuffle by and happen to glance down to the floor under the shelf. My God, there it is, the holy grail. The tingling feeling comes on like a wave. Neck hair stands tall. It just got warm in here, didn't it? I might as well be Ralphie opening the Red Rider. For there, <laughs> under the shelf, is Granddad's garage wood. I kick some out from underneath. The old railroad tie, brick-looking chunks, some 4x4 four four oak, a cornucopia of slim and thick, long and short, each drenched in experience while simultaneously oozing with unlimited potential. I stammered out the words, nobody wants these. My thoughts racing that feeling of a non-blood relative creeping in. The internal battle ensues. Should I take these? Hell yes. Better than, better me than going for $2.50 for the whole bunch at an auction. It is right. Grab those, you idiot. My wife gives me the look. Not that one. The one that says, I thought you were a minimalist type. Now I'm not sure I know who you are. The other ladies, the other ladies confused. Why would you need old wood? The older men looked around knowingly. I always knew I liked that guy on their faces. My brother-in-law dejected with, how did I miss that on his? I set down a toolbox. I'll need both hands for the wood. Nice. <laughs> so he got some real stuff. He got the real stuff. But wait a minute. Wait. So he married in. Yeah. What did she grab out of granddad's old garage that was more important than this collection of garage wood? I don't know. For all I know, Maserati. I have sure. no idea. <laughs> right. I have no idea. <laughs> And I want to revisit. Uh, I want to revisit. Uh, you only me and Rook, I think, were here when we came across uh, last Wednesday uh, the discovery that in the UK there is a government agency that signs off on the gender fairness of advertising. Sure. And as a result of this uh, advertising bureaucratic council existing, Volkswagen uh, had to take down an ad. That showed males uh, frolicking in space and hurtling over high jumps. And then it cut to a, a mother with her baby carriage in a park bench. And then the new electric Volkswagen drives by. Well, that was, that was, uh, that was forbidden because it showed uh, the mother in a stereotypical gender role. <laughs> so they found that distasteful that a mother and her child. Mm. So the handicapper general just went, yep. Denied. And the other one was for Philadelphia cream cheese, where two guys come into a restaurant. They each have a baby in their uh, 
in the what do you call those things? Car the seat. harness. Yeah, it's car seat. Okay. And they get they get uh, smitten by this uh, uh, circular buffet of food that's going around in the restaurant, and they set the kids down, you know, seemingly forgetting about them. And the kids are going around and around on the on buffet, the <laughs> and then they pick the kids up and say, well, "Let's not tell mom about this." Right, sure. Well, that was that was banned because it uh, portrayed men as incapable of uh, caring for children. What are we trying to accomplish? Well, I've got a couple of emails that follow up on that. Uh, Rick Price uh, said yesterday's story, meaning last Wednesday, about the banned ads in the U.K. was terrifying. Does England have an equivalent to the U.S. Bill of Rights? They can't possibly pretend to have free speech or a free press if these benign images are banned. Those ads aren't an incitement to violence. They're not shouting fire in a crowded theater. They offended the sensibilities of three people complained about the Volkswagen ad. Uh, the thinking behind banning these ads seems philosophically indistinguishable from the idea that any sort of public display or speech about anything remotely controversial not only can, but should be banned. You nailed it when you called this Orwellian. More and more, it seems we are ruled by people who have confused equality of rights under the law with sameness. I think all GLers can agree that men, women, and others should be equal in the eyes of the law, but in the salon, that has been interpreted to mean that all should be the same. These are troubling times. Keep pushing back Rick Price. And the chief offsite correspondent, Kelsey, weighs in. What do you want to, and this is, this is really some deep thinking he's got here. All right. What do you want to bet that businesses are going to start manipulating this for their own benefit? For example, let's say that a corporation is spending millions of dollars on advertising and it's very successful. How long before their competitors, who are not willing or can't afford to spend on advertising, employ people whose job it is to analyze every ad being run by the enemy for anything that could be, that could be construed as being offensive? Ooh. Then they launch a stealth complaint campaign to have it banned. You, in effect, neutralize the competition's financial advantage over you. Hmm. A, a, a possibility. If you were upset enough and, and saw the success that they had at the Volkswagen and the cream cheese... You, you could implement that. Isn't that a dark and dreary thought? See, I thought he was going the opposite because the thought I had was, I wonder if Philadelphia Cream Cheese said, let's put together an ad that's going to get banned. Because they're going to get more publicity for that ad than they probably would have otherwise. You're, you're uh, too I know cynical, cynical for I your know, mental health. I know. You're just too cynical. Say, I've never heard of a scooter shop, motorcycle shop, uh, having a back-to-school sale, but that's exactly what's happening at EcoFund Motorsports in uh, downtown Forest Lake, mm -hmm. right on Highway 61. Uh, a back-to-school sale on scooters. A Race Star 49cc sale price at $12.99. But these scooters are made in California by Lance and Sim. They've been made by Lance and Sim since 1968. Of you know, warranties, the whole deal. Don't worry about that. Lance and Sim is throwing another hundred bucks off the price, or taking another hundred bucks off the price. So that Race Star 49cc is now eleven ninety nine. A Cabo 50 sale price at eighteen ninety nine. Nope, take another hundred off. Seventeen ninety nine. Havana Classic nineteen ninety nine. Nope, take another hundred off. Eighteen ninety nine. And same with the Soho 50, 1999 down to. Uh, eighteen ninety nine. You're going to cheat the man at the gas pump too, because these get 120 miles to the gallon. Uh, if you ever need service, Tim drives makes a daily trip through the Twin Cities, picking up clients' uh, bikes and taking them back to uh, Forest Lake and repairing them and then returning them. These are great for college students. They're fantastic for mm -hmm. college students. You don't have to worry about parking hassles and 
and uh, and you only have to be 15 to drive a 49 cc so if you want to take the uh, advantage of these uh, great deals now is the time at ecofun motorsports in downtown forest lake ecofun motorsports dot com uh, also home to a full line of yamaha motorcycles and the fabulous bintelli electric assist bikes but right now if you want to get around that college campus or that high school campus with minimal expense and uh, great reliability get to ecofun motorsports for the scooter sale plus go uh, check them out on instagram ecofun motorsports you can see some of the garage logicians that have purchased some of those scooters e-bikes etc and uh, we appreciate their uh, their patronage uh, Sanibel Jim notes, is it Sanibel? Yeah. yeah. Sanibel Jim notes that, uh, he and the wife are going to make a strong effort to visit us at the fair on so. opening day, but he'll not, he, he thinks he might not be able to walk by the time we begin because our, uh, he said, we, we go there primarily to graze and I'll be pretty well filled up by 1230. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the fairgrounds all the time for walks. Uh, this was a week ago or so. Spam, one of my favorites. He sent me a picture of him posed next to a big Spam billboard. Uh, in Vietnam, we used to steal cans of Spam for the mess tent to make wonderful sandwiches because it was a nice break from sea rations. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, those are tough meals to choke down. It's yeah. fair week. I know. Yep. It's fair week. And a number of emailers wanted me to note that there was a capture over the weekend of a fugitive in Wisconsin who had lived and survived for three years in a makeshift bunker. There was a picture of it. It looked like junk. But uh, a number of emailers wanted me to uh, know that that could be the new uh, uh, Pedro Luca. No, Pedro, <laughs> oh, Pedro, yeah. Luca, Pedro Luca was never uh, he was accused of uh, child molestation, yeah, he no, was like this fruitcake was. But he had a solar-powered uh, deal, a, pedal, a, a, a hand crank generator. He was living like Pedro Luca, right. but he did not have the character of Pedro Luca. Uh, Bert writes, I subscribe to something called nextdoor.com. This is an electronic neighborhood bulletin board. Lost dog, found cat. Does anybody know a guy who, like that, just came upon one requesting a person or company to relocate a giant wasp nest. I chortled. Relocate? Does someone do this? How? Do you bag it and then take it to the woods and tape it up somewhere appropriate? (laughs) Right. My idea of relocating a wasp nest would be obtain wasp spray from Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Store, (laughs) Uh spray said nest from a nice distance, and knock it down. Relocate dead nest to nearest ravine. (laughs) This suggestion was met with disapproval. I noted their idea could prove very expensive and wish them luck. I think I'll go hug a wolverine, Bert. (laughs) No, you know what this is? This is a case of man losing his touch with nature because I guarantee the person that posted this is thinking, we're supposed to save the bees. Yeah, but we're supposed to destroy the wasps. They're awful. Right. They you provide know nothing. You know what, Bert? Uh, that's how he uh, captioned his uh, email, losing touch with nature. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. Losing touch with nature. Nice Another reason. Way to go. Hey, All right. You know, I'm on my game today. I think I'll so. Say you are. All right. We'll be back just a moment. Guitar playing newsman John Height. Thank you, Joe. We'll be playing for you at the fair. I will, yes, mm-hmm. on Thursday. Uh, one sports note before we get to news the Coon Rapids Andover Little League team uh, did not win yesterday. They were no hit. 
by the South Riding Virginia team. Minnesota lost 11 to nothing. They're still alive, though, in the double elimination format Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Uh, Coon Rapids Andover continues their run in the tournament in an elimination game tonight, uh, Monday, at 7 o'clock. I have a new favorite uh, Little League team, and I, I'm kind of with Pat. It doesn't do a whole lot for me, but I'll check in on it because of the sure. Andover team and whatnot. Sure. The kids that were mocking Craig Kimbrell last night because the Cubs played the Pirates at the Little League complex yeah, yeah. or whatever, and they were all doing the Craig Kimball mock every time he would throw the pitch. That is my new favorite team. I did not see that. Yeah. Did not. Uh, th- by the way, that uh, Pennsylvania team has now thrown two no-hitters. Wow. Yeah. The, they no-hit the Coon Rapids team in the first day. They all so we're going to find out that they're all 19. Right. They drive there and have full beards. <laughs> Uh, fly, uh, we've been talking about this on and off air. If you're flying out of Minneapolis-St. Oh. Paul International Airport, you'll notice some changes going through security starting Monday. Passengers without pre-check will only have one TSA checkpoint to use at the airport's main terminal. Those who don't have TSA pre-check or clear pre-check have to use the North Security Checkpoint. Uh, those changes are due to a construction project in the airport's main terminal. Folks at the airport reported long lines early Monday morning. How long is this going to last? Uh, until December, I think. Oh, my says, God. Uh, let's see. That's yep, right. mid-December, it looks like. Looks like you're driving to Chicago. <laughs> I would anyway. Right. Airport officials uh, told a Five Eyewitness News reporter they've been able to move people through the line within about 30 minutes, although there's been uh, some stories to contradict that 30 minutes is what you wait. Airport officials said overall they don't believe the change will have a significant impact on security lines in the long run, but they say they'll keep an eye on lines the change expected to last through mid-December. Changes on the Green Line light rail. Metro Transit now closing the line from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. on weekdays. Uh, The line, as we know, has become overnight living accommodations for some homeless people in the Twin Cities. Star Tribune reporting if the passengers leaving the train Monday were homeless, Metro Transit Police Department's homeless action team, Ramsey County and St. Paul. They have capes. (laughs) We have a uniform. They have capes. What are they going to do with all that lost revenue? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But the way the Star Tribune presented this is embarrassing. Um, As if we're inconveniencing This is an affront to the homeless community. Uh Mm -hmm. The uh, Metro Transit Police Department's homeless action team, Ramsey County and St. Paul Law Enforcement and Social Service Groups are on hand to connect them to shelters. The outreach was in part prompted by Metro Transit's decision to cut that service on the Green Line from 2 to 4 a.m. to allow for trains, equipment, and track to be maintained. Uh, 11-mile Green Line connects the downtowns of Minneapolis and St. Paul. The same hours are already in effect for the Blue Line, which links Target Field in Minneapolis with the Mall of America in Bloomington. Sergeant Brooke Blakey, who leads Metro Transit's homeless action team, said initiation... we got a lot of teams associated. Right. Said initiation of the new schedule went smoothly Monday morning. She said, we do this all the time. We've been reaching out and talking to individuals to get them service. This is tantamount to admitting that they knew perfectly well that the Green Line was being used as a homeless shelter. Certainly, there's no doubt from from, uh, Hundreds and hundreds of people. Here's the quote that I don't understand as part of this story. I I rode the light rail yesterday uh, with my wife and kids. And we were on the platform. There there were several mentions of the fact that it was going to be shut down at 2 a.m. So anybody that says they didn't know is is lying. So how do they? Uh, you mentioned they uh, wanted people to go to shelters. 
How do they round them up? How do they get them off the trains? Is uh, it the conductor? They connected with 20 to 30 people. The police did this morning. Apparently, they had a pretty large presence of Metro Transit police out there today because okay. today was the first day. Got it. Uh, they say they connected with 20 to 30 people who were displaced by the new schedule Monday morning. Uh, as Chris said, uh, several homeless passengers said they weren't aware of the change on Monday. It was the first day of the schedule, even though Metro Transit had posted notices, made announcement at all the stations and on trains over the past week or so. Some passengers waited on the westbound platform at the Union Depot for a train that wouldn't show up for another two hours. Did you guys so. follow Royce's tweets about him taking the train to a uh, soccer game at Alliance Field? I, I saw several of them, yes. Well, it, it was astonishing. At one point, a guy uh, tried to enter the train with something that was on fire. <laughs> and and Roycey, in a calm voice, uh, told him uh, that's not a good idea. Not a good idea. And then that guy launched into a profane tirade and then eventually got back off the train. He also was noting that the, that the times of arrival and departure are affected by how long kids hold doors open. Yep. Uh, it's it's just it didn't really? sound like a pleasant no. way to get to the soccer game. No, no, it's not. And it's, that's uh, uh, that's daylight. Yeah. So did you see him? You, what were you riding the light rail for? Putting your family in such danger? We uh, where did you go? Go, go tell what what kind of? Oh God, I saw this online. Go ahead, come on. We went we went to the Vikings game. Yesterday. Loser. Last night. What? Yeah. Well, preseason game. Oh my word! That's my, my boys wanted to go. Did you lose? A and bat? they don't know the difference between a regular season and preseason okay. game. I'm thinking, well, I'll sure, get value Chris, out of this uh-huh. ticket. We, we, we went to the Vikings. I'm a loser. <laughs> God almighty. That's, that was that's fun. I'm excited about the Vikings. I like to I'll watch them, that kind of stuff. But taking the whole family to a game. It is a, that is a magnificent building, by the way. So okay. in the first quarter, we uh, no. I put. Yeah, I we. I last night my wife uh, saw that it was on. They played a game. I didn't know. We saw it on sure. the news. And I said, you know, if I live to be ninety, unless there's you know a reorganization of the Beatles or something, I will probably never be in that building. Really? I, I never will. Did I, you find for Teresa? What? Did you find my sister? Oh, I looked. Oh, did you? Okay, I didn't see her. Okay. <laughs> We're just a few days from the opening of the Minnesota State Fair. Yeah. Uh, we'll be there, just to reiterate again, 1230, we start recording at the Channel 5 building. Uh, Which right. is immediately next door to where yep. you've seen us for 30 years. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, 1230 to 2, we'll record the podcast next uh, this Thursday. I'm sorry, this Thursday and next Friday. Metro Transit said three locations previously used for its State Fair Express bus service will not be available this year because of construction. The Transit Authority. That was good timing. Right. Uh, well, every day, if you drive anywhere in the cities, you, there's no route to take anymore. You're right Even on. if you, your alternate routes are under construction. Transit Authority said uh, the Fridley Transit parking lot, the Knox Avenue area in Richfield, and the Marcus Oakdale Cinema locations will not be used as park and ride spots during the fair. Spokesperson Howie Padilla said there's construction that's scheduled or happening at the Fridley and Richfield locations. And in an effort to ease staffing, drivers who typically uh, use the Oakdale lot will be redirected to the Maplewood Mall stop. Padilla said it's an adjustment of lots of different things, but it's also how we can continue to provide service that people have come to depend upon. Three people injured after a... Stop. Yeah. Are we being provided transportation to the fair? Just like we always, always were have before. the old shuttle that goes the back mm-hmm. way. Oh, yeah. All right, that's All what right. they call it—the old shuttle. The old How shuttle. About, uh, you know, getting in there. I'm getting. I'm getting that. Okay. That's probably Shives. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's Shives. Probably. Bigger yeah. question. Yeah. Are the post-show beverages still in play like they always have been? 
I'll uh, I'll have to visit the credit union. <laughs> you know, in, in the past, Mr. Reavers and I have had to stay and work another show, and, and we don't we don't have to work anything anymore. now. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to work anything. And guess who's gonna be thirsty? Papa Bear. <laughs> Good thing you're only there twice, huh, yeah. Joe? It's getting expensive those last couple of years. <laughs> By the way, uh, partly sunny in 74 Thursday. That's so going to be perfect. That's about be, perfect. Should yes. be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three people injured after a bear cub caused an automobile accident in St. Louis County on Saturday. It happened about 1.10 in the afternoon. An incident report from the state patrol said the driver of a Ford F-150 identified as 30-year-old Joseph Sapala swerved to avoid the bear cub that had entered the roadway. He was traveling westbound on Highway 2 when he crossed over the center line and entered eastbound traffic where he hit a Chevrolet Silverado. Mm. The driver of the Silverado was Brett McKinney, 45, of Rhinelander, Wisconsin. He sustained injuries that are not life-threatening. A passenger, Jody McKinney, uh, and a child also injured. The two oh. adults received medical care at Essentia. Zapala was not injured. The report uh, has no word on whether or not the bear... Uh, made it through the accident. Don't, wow. don't you just hit, hit the damn bear instead of swerving into oncoming trap? I don't want to, you know. Make... No, I understand, yeah. I think I'm... instinct would probably cause you to swerve. You're going so fast. But the, the, there's no time to lay off their accelerator. But cops always say, you know, for deer, especially for us, just hit the damn, damn thing. Middle, don't right? don't swerve. That's, what, that's where you're going to do real damage. Yeah. Yep. President Trump, dismissing concerns of recession on Sunday, offered an optimistic outlook for the economy after last week's drop in the financial markets. He said, I don't think we're having a recession. We're doing tremendously well. Our consumers are rich. I have a tremendous tax cut, and they're loaded up with money. The strong economy key to Trump's re-election prospects. Consumer confidence has dropped 6.4% since July. How why, is your, why is everybody laughing? How is your independently wealthy <laughs> wife doing? Is she nervous yeah, or is she okay? She's, no, she's all right. Okay, good. One more year of the yes. GLP. You know, I've been talking to Moeller, and business has been great. There is some right. truth to the fact that the, the, the economy remains strong. Uh-huh. Right. And I've told you for years that Moeller uh, jewelry stores are the best place to buy uh, fine watches, jewelry, and diamonds. But it's also a great place to sell your fine watches, yep. jewelry, and diamonds, vintage watches, jewelry, colored gemstones. You sell, they buy. The people at Moeller's have been buying pre-owned di- uh, diamonds, gemstones, estate, and antique jewelry and vintage watches for more than 40 years. They truly are the expert's expert. Their customers have a great appetite for all things pre-owned, and they're always looking for diamonds, watches, and jewelry to fill that need. Trade up. That's what you got to do. I've done that with my wife's diamonds. Yeah. Bought small, and then you trade up. Give the folks at Moeller's an opportunity to show you they are not only the best place to buy your watches and jewelry, but the best place to sell your pre-owned watches and jewelry. Three locations, RF Moeller Jeweler, 50th in France and Edina, Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, Gavaday Comet in downtown Minneapolis, or online at rfmoeller.com. Meanwhile, Greenland is not for sale. Oh, and really? U.S. President Trump's idea of buying the semi-autonomous Danish territory in the Arctic from Denmark is, quote, an absurd discussion, according to Denmark's prime minister. You know, that taught me something about Twitter. Uh-huh. I thought I had a clever line. Uh-oh. Trump, you, uh, Trump, yeah, I colon, buy Greenland. Judge Smales, colon, buy Bushwood. Bushwood. I thought that was funny. I, I, I thought it, it was funny. I, I, I did, too. too. Yeah. yeah, I've got about ten people looked at it. I don't understand how this Twitter thing works. <laughs> well, just because someone liked it doesn't mean they didn't see it. Oh. In other words, if 10 people hit the like button, there were several hundred that probably yeah. saw it. Well, I, I'm just saying, you know. It was a good yeah. one. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Well, that was funny. Plus, Bye, you can, Bushwood. <laughs> we, we can also show you how there's a way to see how many people actually 
interacted oh, with I it. I don't think we could do that to him. We don't think we would do that. I don't think that's okay. a good idea. Sounds right. way too complicated. Oh, yeah. Okay, maybe way, not. Way We're going to keep her simple for all, all right, Joe. Okay. Good enough. You just good watch enough. the bobber there, Dad. <laughs> I uh, when I walked in today, uh, nobody was in the bill or in the office except Joe, and he was very. He was looking at his phone with that look, that somewhat quizzical look. I said, um, "What are you doing?" Because he looked up at me with you know his mouth open, like mm-hmm. he's at, trying to figure out this bleeping Twitter. <laughs> you know, um, I think a photo that surfaced of both you and Patrick oh. out of the Twins Media Guide, and, and what was that? Oh, would would that have been the late seventies or oh, so? Oh, that's about nineteen seventy-five. Okay, I think that should become the new Garage Logic podcast uh, Twitter profile picture. No, yeah. that that's, that's a shameful. Uh, is there any way to delete that? No, that's no, going to be up there for a there while. forever. I think. No. Yeah. You know, you were looking good. Grease was looking pretty good too, though. He oh, looks yeah. like yeah. he was uh, getting ready to pl- uh, for the role in Animal House. Yeah, <laughs> yes. flounder. And I look like some stoned out homeless person. <laughs> you, uh, that's an embarrassment to homeless people. It looks people. like the. The flash of the camera startled you. Exactly. Something startled yep. you, and then it was click, exactly. and we just said, let's just run with it. We're just roll what with are we going to do? I don't, it didn't look like a baseball writer, did I? No. No, no, no I would have had you cover in Woodstock. Yeah. yeah. But this is how much I love your family, Joe, because it had made the rounds on Twitter, which we all saw it, but then your brother said, wanted to make sure this got out there. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> Well, I think we all did that, too. Right. We all yeah, I'm sure you it. did. Yeah, we, we did. Uh, by the way, back to the uh, Greenland thing. Uh, Trump is expected to visit Denmark September 2nd, September 3rd, perhaps. Uh, you know, they'll have a little discussion about that, perhaps. A sea of democracy activists flooded the streets of Hong Kong Sunday. Did you see the overhead shots yes. of this? Yes. Amazing. Uh, after torrential rains, or under torrential rains, excuse me, in a peaceful demonstration to city leaders that their movement still draws wide public support, despite mounting violence and increasingly stark warnings from Beijing, hundreds of thousands of umbrella-carrying protesters poured across the heart of the Hong Kong island, defying both the downpour and the police orders not to march. Weeks of demonstrations have plunged the financial hub into crisis with images of masked, black-clad protesters engulfed by tear gas during street battles against riot police stunning the city, once renowned for its stability. Sunday's action, billed as a return to the peaceful origins of the leadership protest, drew more than 1.7 million people. Say, when we come back, uh, I have the sad news of a funeral. That's really sad. It is. It's pretty sad. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. With poetry, moments of silence, and political speeches about the urgent need to fight climate change, Icelandic officials, activists, and others bade farewell to what was once a glacier. (laughs) Icelandic geologist Oder Sugerson pronounced the Oak Jokul Glacier extinct. But on Sunday, he brought a death certificate to the Made for Media <laughs> Memorial. After about 100 people made a two hour hike up a volcano, children installed a memorial plaque to the glacier, now just called OK, uh, minus the Icelandic word for glacier. The glacier used to stretch six square miles, Sigurdsson said. Residents reminisced about drinking pure water thousands of years old from OK. The symbolic death of a glacier is a warning to us, and we need action. Former Irish president Mary Robinson said, This was Iceland's first glacier to disappear, but Sigerson said all of the nation's ice masses will be gone in 200 years. 
We see the consequences of the climate crisis. Icelandic Prime Minister Katrin said, we have no time to lose. We don't know that. Jacob Sturr, she's the Prime Minister, said she will make climate change a priority when Nordic leaders and German Chancellor Angela Merkel meet in Reykjavik on Tuesday. I know my grandchildren will ask me how this day was and why I didn't do enough, said Gunhildur Hall Grimstador, <laughs> 17. The plaque, which notes the level of heat trapping carbon dioxide, also buried, uh, bears a message to the future. This monument is to acknowledge that we know what is happening and what needs to be done. Uh, what? what? What could have been done to prevent uh, nature from deciding to eliminate this glacier from its midst? What, what could be done? Nothing. You're at the mercy of nature. What, what could be done? Do you want to hear their plaque that they put up? A letter to the future. Oak is the first Icelandic glacier to lose its status as a glacier. In the next 200 years, all our glaciers are expected to follow the same path. This moment is to acknowledge that we know what is happening and what needs to be done. Only you know if we did it. August 2019. What needs to be done? What is it? Right. It's a million-dollar question. Glaciers come and go over the millennia. Uh, what, what if this glacier reappears? <laughs> Which is very possible. Do you celebrate a birth? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's I don't crowning! Know. I don't know. <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of which, uh, Height and uh, Reavers weren't uh-huh. here, but uh, we came across news uh, last week of a Swedish teen, uh, uh, Greta Thunberg, who is the uh, poster teen for uh, fighting climate change. And she got a tremendous splash in the press last week because she's sailing her way across the Atlantic uh, on what she believes to be a zero-carbon yacht headed for New York to address the United Nations regarding climate change policy. She's a young woman who's uh, staged school strikes uh, in Sweden, and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, she believes that we must do something about this. And... Uh, uh, the two-week voyage that's been widely hailed for its environmentally friendly mode of travel has now fallen under scrutiny as it has been revealed that uh, transatlantic flights will be utilized by the boat's crew for the round trip. Miss <laughs> Thunberg... <laughs> Ms. Thunberg has garnered international attention for environmental initiatives and was even nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize in March. She told the New York Times ahead of her journey across the ocean on the boat Maliza 2, by doing this, it also shows how impossible it is today to live sustainable, that in order to travel with zero emissions, that we have to sail like this across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, and you guys missed the story, but it's it's the boat is funded and... Uh, uh, it's out of the Monaco Yacht Club, right? Uh, the royal family of Monaco. Oh, wow. <laughs> so she's really uh, she's really got it uh, going pretty well there. Uh, the uh, apparently it's even uh, more impossible to travel without a carbon footprint. Uh, uh, the uh, Times of uh, Times of London. Uh, revealed Friday that Thunberg's solar-powered yacht trip may generate more emissions than it saves because of flights taken by the crew. Uh, the Times reported that two sailors will be flying into New York to man the 60-foot vessel back to Europe, and two of the crew members currently on the yacht may fly home. According to a spokeswoman for Team Mazila, we added the trip to New York City at a very short notice, and as a result, two people need to fly over to the U.S. in order to bring the boat back. The world has not found a way to make it possible to cross an ocean without a carbon footprint. I, I think we'll be all right. Uh, Thunberg has been campaigning for all countries to cut emissions 
when the teenager was asked if she would be open to meeting with President Trump during her visit to the U.S., she said, why should I waste time talking to him when he, of course, is not going to listen to me? Oh, okay, well, little attitude there. But, but uh, you, uh, you apostles uh, who continue to fly around, uh, you're, you're just hypocrites. You can't, you can't lecture us. She's trying to put her money where her mouth is. Well, right? plus it, it also came up over the weekend that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle uh, were uh, on a 12-seat Cessna. No, the, fourth, their fourth private jet trip in about 10 days or right, something. Right, right. Yeah. And then they're saying uh, your carbon footprint must be, come on. Thanks. Thanks for the heads right. up. I'm glad you have all those toys, but like Joe said, just don't preach to us. You can't preach to me. You can't go to the Google Climate Camp at a luxury resort in Italy, arriving on 114 jets and private yeah. I wish I had a private jet, sure. and I wish I had a private well, yacht, but I'm not going to lecture you about climate change. Mm-hmm. I bet you'd have good beer over there on that jet. <laughs> I have yacht. news from Barry Shockle uh, that's astonishing, but it, it really isn't. Uh, he said, the failed academy. The failed academy strikes again, and while doing so provides more proof that some of them wake up every day looking to find victimhood in everything. Here, the failed academy is the College of Brockport in Brockport, New York. While not for a minute condoning real sexual assault, that failed academy shows their lack of sanity as well as those on the left who will embrace this lunacy. The Journal of the New York Brockport University's Women's and Gender Studies program has published a paper that insists that milking cows is comparable to sexual abuse, emotional trauma related to pregnancy, and non-consexual hormone treatments, according to Celine Ryan, writing for Campus Reform. The paper, Readying the Rape Pack, Feminism and the Exploitation of Non-Human Reproductive Systems. The article states a few brief examples, including rape or sexual assault, non-consensual, non-consensual hormone treatments, and emotional trauma related to pregnancy. Dairy cows are forcibly impregnated or raped in order to constantly produce milk for humans to consume. The article continues, the dairy industry is a host for sex-based discrimination. It is a site where sexual assault and objectivization based on biological makeup are highly relevant but ignore as we choose to neglect non-humans with whom we share a planet. Uh, Joe, uh, Barry writes, the cows can be the victim of sexual objectification in their world, but I assure you they are not in my household and likely not anywhere in Gumption (laughs) County. We treat them with respect, and in the words of Doris Mould, we move them on to another career in the form of a rookie burger. How would any sane human being, after reading this dribble and insanity coming out of many universities today, and say, hey, this is what I should expect, I should spend my hard-earned money on? I'll send my kid to this institution to get a degree in women's and gender studies. Have a great day and see you at the fair. It's amazing. Those are the, maybe it's the failed academy that's producing the kinds of people who would mm-hmm. complain about a Volkswagen ad that shows a mom with her yep. baby. Yep. That is so. This is, this, is, this is mental instability. Because it's not out of the handbook of everyone needs to be equal. That's, that's the constant thing being or, preached. Or more accurately, everyone needs to be the same. I don't want to be the same. Milking Do you think there cow. was always this many people like that and we just didn't know because of the internet? Probably. Or, or are we getting worse? We're well, getting worse, I think. Well, probably. I think the failed academy is getting worse. Yeah. Because it's producing more and more it's producing people producing like more this. and more fruitcakes like yeah. this who, who uh, take their grievances now to a farm and say that's the objectif- <laughs> objectivization of a cow. Ugh. Well, no, it, it, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Objectivization. Yeah, objectivity. Did you guys see the picture that Epstein had of Bill Clinton in his mansion? Yes. 
Clinton wearing a blue dress and red heels? Uh, uh, Jordy notes, that's pretty weird. Denny Hecker and I have that same, <laughs> same painting. <laughs> but boom boom but boom 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 yeah. 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 Well, what yeah. makes it even weirder, I, and I, maybe we don't have to say this, but the dress is the one Monica Lewinsky right. was wearing. Right. right. Ooh. <clears throat> you know. When what, John? I got an email from Steve Bourne who said, I found this thing on the side of the road, but it's driving me crazy trying to figure out what it is. Uh, it's a Miller light beer can with electronics or something in it. It has a spring and a small magnet. Pretty sure I'm a safe contact, so I've, in, I've attached pictures. Maybe Kenny might have some idea. I'm, I've asked my friends and neighbors, and there is just speculation at this point, but it's, it's driving me crazy trying to figure out what this thing is. So I looked at the pictures. Okay. It, 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 to me, my best guess is that somebody tried to uh, create an animal trap. It's a it's a beer can with uh with the hole cut out in the top the tops the like tops little, cu- little cut out and then there there seems to be some kind of mechanism in the base of the can that w- might be triggered by a spring huh so what? I'm guessing it was a homemade really ding ding chipmunk the, trap the availability of uh, <laughs> yeah. traps at Fratelloni's Ace Hardware <laughs> right. garden stores and but everywhere else why would a rodent be attracted well, well, they like beer you think so yeah I'm sure no no it's long Probably since a... it's long since stopped being a beer can you you it, the only thing I can think is you lay it on its side and you throw some food in there and hope the guy goes in there and snaps snaps boom but, but does it is it big enough to hold a rodent that's worth you know what I'm saying? Well, a chipmunk would fit in yeah, it. Yeah, tiny. Yeah, mice and chipmunks okay. would fit in it. Right. That that'd be my guess. But Got it. Uh, I, I wish other than that we we could help him. Uh, he says all your email addresses need to be posted on the web page, aren't they? If you go, I think they are, aren't they? I think they are. Yeah. To the best of my we'll ability, find out. we'll we'll have our people look. Yeah. To the best of my knowledge, that is a weird. I just looked at the dress. I had not seen that prior to the painting. <laughs> it's really creepy. Yeah. The Clinton dress. And, and the story on it was that Clinton was aware of this painting and it was sold at some charity auction yeah, or something. something or, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I think Bill Bill might be happy that old Epstein's gone. Sorry if you I think so. if I missed this in my absence last week, but did you are you satisfied with the autopsy result? I I, I don't know what to think. See, I don't either. I don't know what to think because I have my own thoughts and, I, and anything that's being presented as relevant news i'm not going to buy anyway i still think it's difficult to believe that he had and i know he was wrapped the sheets around his neck and from the top thing on the bed and then fell forward it just it had to be the perfect storm of everything for him to go like that with without being checked without the right uh equipment there were too many unusual circumstances that i know but the but the world is definitely better off without this of course Yes, absolutely. What a what a bad guy. He's a bad guy. What a bad, bad, bad guy. That's a good assessment. He's bad a guy. bad guy. He was a bad, <laughs> bad guy. guy. We'll be back. Howdy, GLers. DK Mags is the best gun shop in town. That's no hyperbole. Well, at least for this firearm aficionado. And to be honest, I've been to most of them. The website, dkmags.com, it's a great place to start if you've never been to the shop in New Brighton. At dkmags.com, you're going to find fair pricing on a very vast selection of firearms and accessories. DK Mags, they've been around since 1999, and that's because of their no-attitude-friendly service and the buku knowledge. If you're just getting started in the shooting sports, or if you need another toy, gunsmithing, holsters, ammo, you name it, dkmags.com in New Brighton is the best gun shop in town. 
and they'll pretty much price match any price in town. Be sure to check out their other location up in Monticello. It's called Monticello Pawn and Gun. Just another part of the DKMags.com family. They're located right in the heart of Gumption County. Monticello Pawn and Gun and DKMags.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Uh, in your absence, uh, I'm sure you kept up on the news and you were aware of a, a shootout in Philadelphia last week with uh, police mm-hmm. and a barricaded felon who was firing at the police and nobody died. We now learn that bystanders, this is the decline of moral and ethical integrity. Bystanders taunted and laughed as the police officers were being fired upon. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. That's really classy. A reporter at the scene of the attack said the officers uh, and bystanders were mocking and er, that that bystanders were mocking and taunting the police. A video shows a crowd of residents shoving and confronting the police, even as they were dealing with the tense hostage situation. It was circulated online among many supporters of law enforcement who expressed outrage at their treatment. Even as six police officers were being treated for injuries by a man barricaded inside a home, the uh, bystanders expressed their antagonism for the police. Reporter Alexandra Hoff of CBS3 Philadelphia reported uh, the crowd was taunting the officers and laughing at them in the midst of gunfire. Jeez, how do you get to that point in your life? Then she tweeted, I mentioned this at 10, and since I was harassed during that live shot, I'll mention it here, too. A major moment of disappointment this evening was watching a crowd of people taunt police officers, laughing and yelling at them in the midst of gunfire. Uh, How could this be? One officer was shot in the head while another was shot in the hand. All injured officers have been released from the hospital. There were reports that the suspect was broadcasting part of the attack on Facebook. Two police officers were trapped inside the home as he fired on the officers outside, and they were saved by a SWAT team along with two other hostages. The attacker remains, uh, remained barricaded inside the home as police negotiated with him and his attorney. And then when he got released, he didn't look sad. He just thought, yeah, I showed you. Yeah. But here, here's, here's what I want to add. And forgive me if you mentioned this last week and I missed it. There's all this uproar about we've got to install, institute this law and that law. And whatever. Nothing would have prevented this guy. He, he was a felon. Mm-hmm. He, he was not allowed to buy a gun regularly. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what laws are going to stop that guy? What what are you going to do to keep a glacier from melting in uh, Iceland? Iceland? What okay. what is it that we're supposed to do right now? Not use hairspray. Light bulbs. Light, light bulbs. bulbs. Yep, Don't forget about light bulbs. What is it we're supposed to do right now? When you go to Europe, you should sail. Uh, you shouldn't <laughs> use any yeah. any gas. Yeah. But you got to fly your crew around. That's true. Yeah, that's true. true. I don't know what we're going to do there. Mm-hmm. Take your EcoFun bike if you're going to go to Chicago. Yeah, it'd take you a while. Even as, even as uh, great as they go, it would take you a while. Right. What yeah. would be your route? And how long? The old would you... way. <laughs> <laughs> you asked that question. What what would we what can we do? And how long would we have to do it? A glacier is huge and mighty. That's so it right. took a while to get there. Yeah, took a while to leave. Yep. And the next one will take a while to build up. And for all we know, there'll be others. There'll be other glaciers. Yeah, they can yeah. get them. I mean, Florida—they're yeah. not. They're too. You know, you don't see them often in Florida. Uh, no, no. 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 Well, Florida has a terrible palm tree disease problem. 
They I do. Really? Did not see that. Yeah, some insect is invading the uh, oh my God. the palm trees, and uh, they're getting crispy and falling apart. Huh. And huh. That, that bug is believed to have uh, arrived from Mexico. Did you see that there are uh, sharks right off of Cape Cod? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. picture of the one shark in the water where there's 100 people on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, thanks. I got a kid going to Cape Cod next week, I think. Mm-hmm. I said, don't go swimming. Or just be the second, don't be, at least be the second slowest. Right. Or stay really near the shore. You know what? If you're in the water, you're cooling off. No need to go on over your head. I was in Florida last week for a few days. Yeah. That's not a fun place to visit in August. You were there for a big podcasting convention. Yeah, there were a few members from the Hubbard staff that mm-hmm. uh, went down there. It was uh, We learned some things. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot of things. But that's not a fun place to be in August. Are there any um, pet podcasts that could help me possibly with uh, some cats, <laughs> uh, a stray cat? I think that's, that's a story you should tell. You know what? what why not? What, yeah. what, what, what's going to happen? Yeah, you're She's... in all of these uh, breakout <laughs> sessions. So there were, I believe, 10 members from Hubbard, Minneapolis. So we had actually got to meet a lot of cool people working for Hubbard in different markets. Yep. Cincinnati, uh, our friends at WTOP in Washington, D.C. were there. Yep. They love us, by the way, at TOP. Um, so there was a, 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 a panel discussion that I really wanted to attend about the future of being able to use music in podcasts, because right now there, there's so many legal loopholes that the record labels aren't aren't on board yet, right. but they will be soon. All right. <clears throat> so there were probably, I'm going to guess, a couple hundred, maybe a thousand people at this thing, and you were allowed to ask a question if you wanted, but they would prefer that you kept it a little bit more generic, just in case somebody else had somewhat of a similar question to you, which was a fair a fair ask. So there was a five or six member panel up there speaking, and. Uh, a woman stood up and she introduced herself and uh, her podcast was about, um, I believe, pets and maybe if you had questions about your pet, oh, good, yeah, similar to what Katie K9 would do down the hall at My yeah. Talk 107. She's I would a professional. Think. Yeah. And um, so they said, well, you know, the music legalities are based upon number of clicks, blah, blah, blah. She, she was asked, well, well, how many people listen to your podcast? And she wow. said, ah, you know, it, it depends, but somewhere around 15 to 30. And the guy said, thousand? She said, no. <laughs> 15 to 30. Okay, you know why I like that story? It helps me understand. It helps me understand why there are 700,000 podcasts. Sure. Right. There's sure. a lot. You got, you got a lot. And I don't, for the life of me, remember. Otherwise, I would pull it up. But I cannot remember the actual name of her show. There's 700,000 podcasts, but there are not 700,000 successful podcasts. Well, I understand. In fact, what I learned is... You ain't going to make any money with 15 listeners. No, right? but out of, what I learned is out of that 700,000, you know, 90-some percent average less than 1,000 uh, listens per, really? per yeah. episode, about 90%. Well, that stat I saw in my... Remember last week we had that stat from my kid? Yeah. Garage Logic then was... Uh, was featured prominently. We, I, I was a, actually approached because yeah. you had to introduce yourself, and I had, I had asked a question. There was a lot of people that came up and asked me about GL that, yeah. that were very aware of the show. Industry-type people. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was really yeah. cool. It was a lot of fun. Good. 50. John, do you have more for us coming sure, up? Sure, certainly. Right. We'll come back. There's a little one-stop shop with all of our favorite things located in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. You may have actually heard of them. I'm talking about the Coffee Grounds. Not only do they have amazing coffee, they also carry cigars, booze, beer, wine, meat, cheese, and on top of it all, you can order a heaping plate of biscuits and gravy. The Coffee Grounds has it all. 
They have a huge walk-in humidor with an amazing variety of cigars. Need need booze? Yeah, yeah, they got it. They even have cocktails on tap. And beer nerds, be on alert. They have their own craft brewery right on site, K-Point Brewing. More than nine different beers on tap. They have locally sourced chicken, pork, a wide variety of cheese, of course. It's almost too good to be true, and we haven't even touched on the full-service restaurant. The Coffee Ground serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Biscuits and gravy, pancakes, bacon, sausage, the good stuff. Garlic-peppered pork tenderloin, turkey, roast beef, corned beef, and wild rice mushroom burgers. Just a small sample of what you can grab for lunch or dinner at the Coffee Grounds in Eau Claire. Check them out the next time you're rolling by. They're located just a half a mile north of 94 on South Town Drive right there in Eau Claire. If you want to try the coffee now, and I really think you should, you can order a few pounds at thecoffeegrounds.com, and they're going to ship it right to your door. Find the details at thecoffeegrounds.com. Jump off that freeway, swing in, say hi to Eric and Julie, and tell them the Garage Logic podcast sent you. John Heights News is brought to you in part by three RF Molar Jeweler locations. Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, 50th in France in Edina, and Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis or rfmolar.com. Here's John Heights. Thanks, Joe. Early Monday morning, six activists locked themselves to the gates of a key Enbridge office in Bemidji in protest of a proposed tar sands pipeline project, Line 3. All that according to the environmental activist group Stop Line 3. Two activists reported to have chained their necks to the gate, risking personal safety in protest of the pipeline. Enbridge has proposed to send nearly one million barrels of tar sands from Alberta to the shores of Lake Superior. A spokesperson from the group Stop Line 3 said there are more than 50 people protesting today. Enbridge responded to the protest by closing their office for the day. Stop Line 3 says the wild rice season is coming near and the Anishinaabe people will take their canoes to harvest the sacred food that's the heart of their culture. Enbridge reportedly plans to send tar sands through dozens of wild rice watersheds and Stop Line 3 says that will irrevocably impact their growth and survival. Target making its biggest play in grocery in years. They're launching a new flagship private label food brand. Uh, if you shop at Target now, you know they have Archer Farms mm-hmm. and Simply Balanced. Yep. Uh, they're getting rid of both of those. And they will partially swap out Market Pantry. Their new line will be Good and Gather. It'll be Target's largest in-house brand across the entire store. With more than 2,000 products to be rolled out over the next 18 months, it's expected to become a multi-billion dollar brand. The latest example, the Minneapolis retailer leaning into developing and selling its own brands in order to offer more items that consumers can't find anywhere else. So does this mean, John, that, I don't expect you to know this, but does that mean Archer Farms as an entity is going away, or they're just going to relabel it good and gather? Uh, it sounds to me like it's going away completely. The Archer okay. Farms and the Simply Balanced. The bride, so. that she's basically Aldi's in Target. Yep. The one in Ch- their half of their store in Chaska is the grocery section. It's the that Target? big. Yes. Really? Hmm. Well, uh, they're going into it. You can get groceries at Target? Hello. <laughs> huh? Excuse me, sir, are you a member of what? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I didn't know I was in a right. co-op. Yeah. Of what? Oh, Stephanie Lundquist, who stepped into a newly created role of president of food and beverage for Target in January, said we did a ton of guest research. 
One of the things we heard is that they're time-starved, so they want ease and convenience. They don't want to have to worry if there are ingredients or additives they don't want. But above all else, they want great taste at an affordable price. I don't... uh, There's... I know that's her job, but there's really nobody that walks up and and was going to buy Archer Farms bread that is saying, unless you've got celiac disease or whatever... you don't care what's in your. I just want some bologna and I want some cheese and I'm gonna make a sandwich. No, see, I disagree with you. There's really? a lot of people that are that are label conscious. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm married to one. Really? For even for the boys. Oh she's yeah. She's so nice too. I know she's crazy. I don't know why. I she... became very label conscious after my uh, heart surgery. Yeah, but okay. there are well, a lot. I'm, of, I'm in, in the, the minority. Yeah, there are okay. a lot of people that are. After five years of investigations and protests, New York City's police commissioner on Monday fired the officer involved in the 2014 chokehold death of an unarmed black man whose dying cries of, I can't breathe, fueled the national debate over race and police use of force. Police Commissioner James O'Neill's announced at a midday news conference Monday he had fired Officer Daniel Pantaleo, who is white, based on a recent recommendation of a department disciplinary judge. He said it was clear that Pantaleo can no longer effectively serve as a New York City police officer. O'Neill says he's been deliberating on whether to accept the disciplinary judge's recommendations to fire him for using the chokehold on Eric Garner. Recordings led to years of protests and calls by black activists and politicians for Pantaleo to lose his job. City officials had long insisted, though, they couldn't take action until the criminal investigations were all finished. A state grand jury declined to indict Pantaleo in 2014. Federal authorities, however, kept a civil rights investigation open for five years before announcing last month they wouldn't bring any charges. Pantaleo's lawyer had insisted the officer used a reasonable amount of force and didn't mean to hurt Garner. Attorney General William Barr, he's removed the acting director of the Bureau of Prisons. You know why? I think so. It's the Jeffrey Epstein thing, Mm -hmm. of course. Hugh Hurwitz, reassignment Monday comes amid mounting evidence that guards at the chronically understaffed Metropolitan Correction Center abdicated their responsibility to keep the 66-year-old Epstein from killing himself while he, awaited, uh, while he awaited trial on charges of sexually abusing teenage kids. Barr named Kathleen Hawk Sawyer, the prison agency's director from 92 until 2003 to replace Hurwitz. Hurwitz is moving to a role as a deputy in charge of the Bureau's reentry programs, where he'll work with the Attorney General on putting in place the First Step Act, a criminal justice overhaul. And when reached for comments, Mr. Horowitz had the following to say about the case. As a deputy for reentry, any time you talk about reentry in prison, mm-hmm. it's very important. What? Uh, you can read between the lines when I say reentry. His name actually is Hurwitz, not Horowitz. Sorry. So, to, to say it's close enough. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Fans of uh, Dwayne Allman say they didn't expect late musician's old guitar to sell for $1.25 million at a recent auction. The gold top Les Paul is the one Allman played in the hit song Layla and also used in the Allman Brothers. Until recently, the guitar affectionately was called Layla. It had been on display at the Allman Brothers Band Museum at the Big House in Macon, Georgia. A museum director, Richard Brent, said of the amount, I don't think anybody expected that. It's the history of what the guitar is that sold it. Brent said the man who bought the guitar at the auction is an out-of-town collector who wants to remain anonymous. He has agreed, though, to share the instrument with the museum during certain times. Uh, Brent said it'll be back at the museum in late November for an extended stay. Wait, I don't get it. So he's buying it from them, but he's still going to keep it there? Uh, Part of the year, yes. Not not the entire year. He'll he'll put it on display himself, I'm sure. 
My what? guess is it's probably a rich fellow who doesn't play guitar or or plays and just wants to hang it on his wall. Got so it. he it'll just it won't ever be played again. I, he might pull it down from the wall if he plays guitar. If he owns know. it, he can play it. Is the there, estate there, hard there. up for money? That not at all. No. Then no. why why are they selling it? I wonder. I have no idea. Hmm. I have no idea. Uh, Dwight Allman played the guitar on the first two Allman Brothers records and it loaned me a dime with Boz Skaggs. Tons of session work in, uh, in the uh, Muscle Shoals area. The recording Layla with Derek and the Dominoes was among the last times that Allman played that particular Les Paul. A Porsche that was expected to sell for over $20 million flopped on the auction block Saturday night after the sale was thrown into disarray by a technical error. The car is a 1939 Porsche Type 64. It's the first one ever. Mm-hmm. It's already facing... Ugly co- as sin. They really... I saw a picture yeah, of it, and I thought the looking. same what thing. What color? Red? Silver. Silver, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it was part of the sale surrounding the Concours de Elegance car extravaganza. R.M. Sotheby's auctioneer started the bidding at $13 million. That's 1-3. Yep. But the giant screen display in the auction room showed the first bid as $30 million, 3-0. The next bid was $14 million, but the screen showed that as $40 million, an air that continued all the way up to $17 million when the screen showed $70 million. Hmm. The crowd was erupting into cheers and shouts as the price on the screen kept going up. That would be, of course, record-shattering prices. But at $17 million, the auctioneer just stopped everything, announced the screen showing $70 million was wrong and that the leading bid was $17 million. Auctioneer Martin Tenholder said, I'm saying 17 not 70 the crowd, often a boisterous one after a day of parties and events in the area, immediately started booing and shouting at the air. There were no more bids after the $17 million, and since $17 million was below the reserve price or minimum required by the seller, Sotheby's pulled the lot. Sotheby's said in a brief statement, the car didn't meet reserve. We will make every effort to sell the car post-sale. Some attendees in the audience said that because Ten Holder is Dutch, his $17 million sounded like 70 That confused the screen operator and... The audience. You can see you can see vaguely a Porsche. You, yeah. can, you can vaguely see what became the 356. Uh, but boy, it's a it was a, looks like it was handmade, <laughs> riveted together, and it uh, it's it's quite the uh, quite an astonishing vehicle. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Dan Neal, I think, drove it, didn't he? Well, you read the Wall Street Journal guy, Dan Neal. I Neal. do. Yeah, I, I think d- he drove that car. Really, I yeah. do know that. A New Jersey woman set fire to a man's house after accepting a booty call invitation, only to discover what? when only to discover when she got there the man had fallen asleep. What is a booty call invitation? Well, Joe, it's in the middle of the night when you okay. might call a friend to come on over. Oh, you know what I'm saying? That time, 105. You know what I'm saying, Joe? I think I do. Okay, good. According to police, 20, uh, 29-year-old Taj. <laughs> <laughs> It's rap. Oh. It's uh, rap music. Buddha, 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 what? Underwear. Buddha, 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 underwear. <laughs> 29-year-old Taja Russell, according to the cops, torched the victim's home about 4 a.m. August 4th. Wow. She was arrested this week on several felony charges, including attempted homicide, aggravated arson, and aggravated assault. Investigators say that when Russell arrived at the residence, the snoozing man didn't hear her at the front door. So she was anxious to fulfill her end of the yeah. bo- yes. the booty call. You know what she was? Disappointed. I guess so. And he just said at that point, you know, at this point, I'd rather just sleep. Yeah. I'd rather just read. <laughs> right. I'd rather just read. I'm going to pretend that I don't hear the door. <laughs> <laughs> he also did not respond to a series of text messages sent oh. by Russell. In those texts, Russell said, 
You wasted my money to come out here. She then allegedly sent a series of threats declaring, you smoked, I want to see you die, and I swear to God, I hope you die. Hmm. Unab- well, that's a tough way to handle a date, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Unable to that's how they presumably knew each other. <laughs> well, that's addressed in a minute in the story, I see, actually. I see. Unable to contact the man, Russell went to a nearby gas station. She bought lighter fluid, matches, and a cigarette lighter. She returned to the property and set a fire outside the door. The resulting blaze destroyed the one-story home in Woodbury, a city just south of Camden in Philadelphia. The man who escaped the flames through a window was transported to a local hospital suffering from burns and smoke inhalation. The man's dog was rescued from a home by firefighters. And to answer your question, Joe, during the police interview, the victim referred to Russell as a, quote, side chick. Mm-hmm. Ah, so, I see. Uh, Russell was busted last Tuesday, booked into the same county jail where she's being held without bail. Wow. We call that the danger zone. Joe, I'm a dedicated listener and very appreciative of the podcast as it fills my time as I travel to and from meetings or out to the farm from Wilmer to Madison, Minnesota. I want to share this with you and the citizens of Gumption County. I recently made a trip to Grunhofer's and stocked up on eight different varieties of pork brats, jerky, and rookie burgers. So far, the cheese curd brats are the family favorite. We tried all the different flavors and types of jerky and none disappointed. But the real reason for this email is to report back on the rookie burger. It is simply the best burger for grilling we have ever had, and we will need to make another late summer run before we have to retire the camper for the season. Last night, we decided to try them again over open flame, and I can't imagine going back. I am not sure how we will pull this off on our deck in the middle of January. <laughs> we will likely have to settle for doing them just on the grill, but I guess that will have to do until campfire season returns. Keep pushing back, uh, Ryan. Here, here, And Ryan. he sent pictures. Uh, it looks like they're being cooked on a campfire. Nice. And he just loved them. Well, I can't imagine how delicious and juicy they were. And Terry Skate notes, I'm planning another trip up to Grunhofer's. All the talk about the tri-tips makes me hungry. How do I get a GL window to kill? Well, come to the fair. I want my car to fit in with the rest of the cars at Grunhofer's. I heard you talk about a list. What is this list? Well, Spencer likes to keep track of the customers who have heard about Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats in uh, in Hugo. Uh, who have heard about Grunhofer's on the show. And it's quite literally next to the cash register. Yeah, you yeah. cannot miss it. Yeah. Grunhofer's old-fashioned meat market, the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. The Rookie Burgers have been an incredible hit, haven't they? The tri-tip, yes. too, yeah. The Rookie Burgers well, I bought in the tri-tip. And let's, I mean, let's, they're not cheap. They're not like regular ground beef because they're a higher grade, and that's why they they're so delicious. Yeah. yeah. Short rib, uh, brisket, and um, chuck. But it's just it's not just burgers. It's it's a meat bazaar. Yes. Yeah, you get more all than just kinds of everything. meat. Chicken brats, beef brats, pork brats, 130 pork brats. The uh, grilling season is still uh, well with us and your uh, your grilling brackets what, are well underway. What's the new rule by the way for staff? We, uh, you have to fully disclose yeah. that you're to fully going, disclose yes. anytime you're going up there so the other people on the yeah. staff can uh, give you money and place their order with you. Okay, if, qu- question. What about our day like today cuz Kenny's not here? Mm-hmm. Does the entire staff need to be notified no. via text? No, if you're not no. here, you're out of luck. So right. you have to be present for the show right. that day. Right. Got it. If but, you were if you were to announce you were leaving today, you'd have to inform me Rook and Height. Okay, if I'm going to go. Yeah. And gotcha. if you're found uh, being in violation of that when you go up to Grand Offers, Spencer will just shoot you. Sure. So if you have not fully disclosed that and to grind the staff. you up in the back. Right, right. <laughs> this is Grunhofer's old fashioned meat market. You can't miss it. It's at the north end of Hugo, right on Highway 61. 
A French couple's desire to transport a keepsake from their vacation, a whopping 90 pounds of sand from an Italian beach, might land them behind bars for six years. Police caught the pair with 14 plastic bottles packed with white sand from the beach in Chia, which is located in southern Sardinia. The bottles were reportedly found in their trunk as they were about to board a ferry in Porto Torres, leaving for Toulon, France. Sardinia's colorful sands, considered a public good, are protected from plundering tours with a law that went into effect in August of 2017. It also protects the stones and seashells in an effort to preserve the island's picturesque environment. Offenders face fines of up to $3,300 and also time in jail. The couple claimed the sand was just a souvenir. All 14 bottles said they were unaware of the protection law. They could face between one and six years in jail for theft of the asset of a public utility. Unclear whether they might also pay a fine. Now, Sardinia played a an international, they were in the international spotlight for what great international event? Sardinia. I don't know. Soccer. I think I know this. Soccer. I don't know. You, you've seen the video of it. Some guy's eating sardines, and then he knows that the guy in the Olympic hide-and-seek, is hiding in Sardinia. Oh, that's right. That's he's, right. he's just looking at a can of sardines and goes, oh, Sardinia! Yep. And then Sardinia. goes and finds him. That was the tie. World Championships of hide-and-seek. Yes, right? yes, the, the Olympic Championships. Took years and years and years. And then it ended in a tie, so yeah, they had yeah. to do it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> one more, Johnny. One more. Uh, this one, uh, uh, a bizarre story, uh, a sad ending. A customer fatally shot a waiter at a pizzeria on the outskirts yeah. of Paris, apparently enraged because he had to wait for his sandwich. Mm-hmm. Waiter's colleagues called police after he was shot with a handgun in the, uh, I won't even attempt this, Rook, uh, Noisy Le Grand. Oui. Uh, uh, something like that. Paris' city center attempts to revive the 28-year-old failed. He died at the scene. The gunman, who a witness said lost his temper as a sandwich uh, was not prepared quickly enough, fled the scene, and police have not yet found him. Shooter still on the run. It shocked residents gathered outside the pizza and sandwich eatery. Uh, it's sad, said a 29-year-old woman. It's a quiet restaurant without any problems. Other noted there's some high crime levels in the area, notably drug dealing. And what was the name of the pizza joint? Was that uh, Le Tapers? No. <laughs> no? Okay. It wasn't. No. Tapers? Yeah, Le Tapers. Le Tapers. <laughs> yes. uh, All right, uh, GLRC at the fair. That's but before right, that, fair. before that, a couple of more podcasts from here mm-hmm. in Garage Logic headquarters. Mm-hmm. When are we going to be there, Rook? We're going to be there Thursday. August 22nd. 1230 to 2. 12.30 to 2, sponsored by Center of the American Experiment, online at centeroftheamericanexperiment.org. So, our website, garagelogic.com, has all of the latest features, all the greatest and latest cartoons from Mr. Greg Holcomb, including a brand new one. You get to see Mr. Holcomb out there on Thursday afternoon, by the way. And you can also find out what's on Joe's bookshelf. He's got Author's Corner. We also have all of the podcasts we have ever done, so if you want to catch up, they're all listed right there. Please rate us on iTunes. We'd like to get your feedback. And remember, if you'd like to be a sponsor, like Spencer at Grunt Offers, we'd love to hear from you. Garage Logic, the podcast. Get ready. We'll see you at the fair.